of shooting, we pick the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out 10 years later. Hey guys, it's Mel and Kel. So, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> so, welcome to the show. If you're new here, thanks for joining us. This is a Twilight podcast where we look back on Twilight all these years later. And Twilight podcast for the modern person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bit flustered today because we had the opportunity to sit down with the Catherine Hardwick who directed the first movie and it was amazing this is something that we've been looking forward to forever but unfortunately my power went out during it which was the ultimate nightmare (laughs) what I was most afraid of ended up happening it was like God punishing me no (laughs) we I was able to quickly get back in but so there's gonna be since I was on recording it, there's going to be some things that cut in and out, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's the intro we recorded before, and then you will hear our interview with Catherine Hardwick. Woo! Enjoy. All right, it's recording. Wow. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, Kel and Mel. Yep, I'm Mel. I'm her cousin Kel. Yep. Lee. <laughs> this is a special episode. We are talking to the one and only Catherine Hardwick. Uh, from- Director of Twilight. <laughs> it's insane. Mm-hmm. Our idol, the voice of our theme song. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Yep. And it's about to happen soon. And we're super nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> In a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. My dog's barking outside. But it'll be good. I'm wearing a shirt I can't hear it. that our listener, Samantha, gave us. So shout out, Samantha. In Idaho. From her hometown in Idaho. So this this is a special episode. It came to be because we had been corresponding with Catherine in the past and had talked to her a bit. And then over the weekend, she surprised us with a DM saying that she'd love to come on the podcast this week. And we said yes. And we're super excited to have her on. But we are super nervous because Kelly and I are pretty, we're pretty shy. And so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cut out for this. We get nervous recording just the two of us. So recording with her will be a fun experiment to see if we perform under pressure. <laughs> oh, she's Crazy. waiting in the lobby. Okay. <gasps> what do we do? Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Okay, there. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so nice to see you. Hey, guys. Yeah. I was looking. I, was, I just saw the email. I was on another Zoom, 
um, about the voicemail. Is that what I'm supposed to be figuring out here? Oh yeah, so we're recording separately. We're recording in Zoom as well, but we're also recording on our computers or on our phones just to have a backup, just in case the audio quality is super bad. Oh, good. <laughs> but our podcast is really low budget anyway, so. Yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> All right, awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm Kelly. I'm Mount. Nice to meet you. It's so great to finally talk to you. Yeah, how fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. I love the snowboards behind you. Uh, skateboards. Oh, skateboards. Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, you know, I did that movie, Lords of Dogtown. Oh, yeah. Emile Hirsch, and so I've still got my fun skateboards from then, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have props from like all your movies in your house somewhere? I do. In fact, I mean, I wonder if I, I see the 13 poster. Yeah. I mean, I can try to show you guys uh, some of the Twilight stuff and everything too. Sure. Yeah, if you want. Sure. <laughs> that would be really cool. Are we already recording now or? Yeah, I think yeah. recording. Oh, okay. Well, I could just show you. Should I just take my computer and try to show you all a couple sure. things? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Do you want to do an intro like, hi, everybody? That's we great. just recorded it actually, um, our intro before you came in. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Here, yeah sorry. We were going to, we said, oh, we should start recording after we call her, but <laughs> I guess yeah. we forgot. And I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so this is the bear. Wow. I got in Oregon, and that bear was on the front um, porch of Bella's house. Yeah, I recognize it. So he came with me here to uh, uh, Los Angeles, to Venice Beach. <laughs> wow. And then over here, we're going to see, uh, let's see. This is a little case of a bunch of little fun Aww. twilight things, you know. Okay, now, so Kelly, you're recording now? I am recording. Okay. Yes. So let's try this. Okay. So guys, if you're listening or watching, we Mel just lost power. So <laughs> having technical difficulties, but thank you for... Oh, the, the power is back on, so I'll try to join on my computer too. Okay. So right here, you guys, here's the slate that we used on Twilight. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. cool. Really fun. Um, and we've got different like fan art that people painted, like really cool watercolors and things. And then, uh, of course, the fun Rob doll. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our neat like fan. Um, oh, we okay. have one of those things actually. Um you have a little collage there by Natalie Davies. It's Yeah. Um Jacob and Bella. She sent those to us actually. Oh, so cool. There was the MTV Movie Awards. That was super <gasps> fun. Yeah. And then um I think you can see like from some of the hotels we stayed in on the Twilight tour. And then this book is very special to me because this is the book that I first bought and then I wrote you know put little tabs on all different mm -hmm. and all my notes so that was like the beginning of it all for me oh <laughs> that's so cool there's the forks coffee shop menu there it's kind of fun 
And then um, this, these are really cool. These are the lyrics that Haley from Paramore wrote out for the big final Twilight song. So that was really fun. Wow. So anyway, a few little cool knickknacks. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, bear. oh yeah, there. I think we got that. But I always wondered, you know, how much you thought about Twilight these days? Like how often does it cross your mind? Um, well, you know, it's funny because, you know, so many people love it that, you know, I still have people, like literally yesterday, the, the line producer on the next show I'm working on, she goes, I just have to tell you how it's one of my favorite movies and I watch it all the time. And my agent, you know, my agent, you know, in a big agency, she's like, mm -hmm. We watched it all during, you know, lockdown, the whole family, everybody loved, like every day somebody tells me what it means to them, you know, and so um, that's kind of cool, you know, that's pretty exciting that's to hear awesome. that it still means something to people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it means so much to us. I wish, <laughs> I wish Mel was on here right now to chime in. She will be in a second, but I mean, We'll get into it, but that first movie really sounds dramatic to say, but I think influenced our lives, like just the whole atmosphere of it and the music and everything about, we loved the books, you know, like we read them first, but I think that first movie really, really impacted us. So oh, you did a great job. <laughs> you guys, you guys probably, oh yeah, hey. <laughs> Probably a little like Twilight book, right? Oh the, yes, the yeah. And it it kind of shows the journey, you know, because you read the book, and then as a director, you start visualizing how can I make this as beautiful and powerful and emotional as the book is, and and even more because it's going to be like 3D and around, and you're going to have yeah. music. So you just start trying to think, you know, look at paintings, look at everything go to the forest because i love forests i love the pacific northwest mm -hmm. i lived in oregon you know i worked in vancouver so i was just like i was so excited to see vampires like these beautiful vampires in a forest because usually you see vampires in dirty old streets at night in paris or london right but you see them like in nature so i just thought this is going to be so cool and I, I remember when i went to interview for the job you know i took all these images you know a beautiful forest and everything i want it to look like this you know <laughs> we were gonna ask you that yeah like how you got to that process of developing the twilight vibe i guess you could say i think in that same case i'm gonna try to see i might have my original lookbook in there let me see if i have it i don't know if this is getting everybody dizzy but i think, <laughs> I think it is in here oh yeah it is okay let's see um okay i'll take it in back in the other room where there's better light but i think this is the original book that i took in to say here's my ideas for this project because as you guys probably know you know uh, no studio wanted to make the movie they thought yeah. it was not going to make any money mm -hmm. oh, girls aren't going to go see it and everything but i'm like i read the book and i think people will go see it. There is something in it. So like, I remember I had this image. Can you see Ooh, that? Yeah. Like beautiful. Like, through the trees. 
the light through the trees with all the moss. I have this image of like two people almost kissing. I have, this is my friend Sarah, kind of in the woods, you know, like a, and she's actually in the movie too. That's oh yeah. I know that's in your director's guide. <laughs> yeah. Mist and you know, all the misty stuff I thought was really atmospheric. I thought it would be neat to have, I, I liked all the lumber yards and stuff. Mm. but we didn't really get to put that in the movie and uh you know also the industrial lumber yards on the water um wow. i thought at one point i thought oh that'd be so cool if he went on logs and spelled out her name in the logs <laughs> in the water <laughs> what happened to that <laughs> <laughs> you know some things you have all these ideas but they don't always come true oh yeah that was another beautiful Push Beach, which is one of the wow. most beautiful beaches in the world. The deer, you know. So I think I just took, oh, and then I, I just did a quick Photoshop of these models, you know, oh, going for cool. us. Oh, my goodness. And I said, imagine this, you know, and the bridges and, you know, so basically just like cool trees and just, oh, and just like things like that, like the silhouette of two people. And I, all those things I just took in and I, I just talked about it to the bosses, to the producers, and this can just be the most beautiful movie. And they were like, okay. <laughs> wow. I didn't hear what Kelly was saying earlier because I was trying to figure out my audio, but we talk about it a lot on our show where we don't think anyone could have made a better adaptation for Twilight. And like, of course we love the books, but I don't think that we would even have this podcast if it wasn't for that movie. Cause I think we were like 12 and 14 when we first saw it and it completely just transfixed us. Like we'd never seen something so visually beautiful before. And without the books or without the other movies, that movie really stands alone as really our favorite movie <laughs> of all time. And we've seen it yeah. probably about honestly 200 times <laughs> maybe more time than you spent working on it <laughs> there have been times it does take a long time to work we have yeah. so many I mean, can you imagine like each each oh, that's so nice that you said that because each detail that you put in yeah. to the movie you hope people appreciate it even if they just appreciate the feeling or maybe they even appreciate the little details you know in the background and stuff like that but then you also once you've even finished it you shoot you watch it again to put the sound design in then you watch it again to put the music and to put the song so you end up watching it you know many times and then to color time it you know photoshop or whatever filters make it give it that beautiful feel so you know you do end up seeing it probably 200 times yeah. <laughs> that's true there were really times in my life when i would watch it it's seventh grade especially i think me and the girls i sat with at lunch we watched it every single day and we could quote the whole movie from start to finish i knew a lot of people who did that yeah. <laughs> And then they're, they're really, even to this day, there have been times in my life when I watch it at least maybe once a week. Uh, and there will never <laughs> be another movie for me that really compares to how much I love that movie. But we wanted to ask you if you have a movie like that, that, you know, really just kind of took over your life that <laughs> you love to this day. 
Oh, wow. Um, well, I grew up in South Texas, mm -hmm. and we had, it's a very little tiny town, and we actually did not, we had like one movie theater, and half the time it played movies in Spanish, and the other half of the time it played like Clint Eastwood Westerns. Oh, back wow. Then. So I did not have much exposure to a lot of movies when I was growing up, not that much. I was mostly outside, like running around in mm -hmm. nature in a way because we lived on the Rio Grande River in South Texas. But in a way, I think that's why I did make Twilight so much about nature, you know, because I grew up not in movies, but more in, in life, you know, in the trees is how I grew up. <laughs> that's cool. I gotta say, Twilight really influenced me to have a greater appreciation for nature in the forest and stuff. I feel so like back when I was in middle school, it made me always want to go in the woods, and now I love it. <laughs> yeah. well, that is actually one of my intentions or one of my dreams because, you know, I do feel like a lot of people now we live like Sarah that I just showed you the my friend in the book, um, Sarah, you know, she grew, I knew her and Nikki Reed, you know, who of course is in the movie. And of course I wrote 13 with, and I right. saw what their lives were like a little bit more indoors and computers and phones. And my life was so outside. And, you know, if people don't appreciate nature, then we're just going to destroy it as yeah. we already are. So I thought in a way, this movie could be a love letter to the forest. It could be a love letter to the planet, you know, to, to get more people excited about the planet and taking care of it. And then you can see that I snuck in a lot of my other things like Bella's a vegetarian. That's yeah. I'm a vegetarian. That, that takes care of the planet. If you're a vegetarian, you don't feed all that food to cows and stuff. And then I have them go on the greenhouse tour where you see the compost Right. And everything. So I was just trying to add in some of those things to help people love the planet more. Yeah. <laughs> that was really sneaky. And I think it actually <laughs> worked on me. <laughs> because, yeah, in middle school, I, I don't think I really knew much about composting. And I certainly never had a veggie burger back then. I think, yeah, it wasn't on my radar. So, <laughs> but now I do eat them. Like, <laughs> I didn't, I don't know if it's because of Twilight, but it definitely planted a seed, you know. But if it does kind of sneak into your consciousness, instead of like somebody lecturing <laughs> about it, just make it fun and make it beautiful. Yeah. Our bloodstreams more than somebody telling us what to do, you know. Totally. So that was one of the fun things. And um, yeah, that, that I was kind of excited about that. And also the architecture I found out like the Cullen's house, you know, very cool architecture. And that mm. got a lot of people excited about architecture and like wanting to even go to architecture school. And if you go online, I heard, um, I was told there's like 200,000 models that people have made in architecture school of that house. No you know, way. Models. And then the last time I was there, um, actually for the Twilight 10th anniversary, 
we went back to that house and, and the owner is an architect, I'm an architect too. And so we were on the balcony and we were just, I'm like, hey man, I think this, this um, Twilight's inspired people to do cool architecture because every few weeks somebody comes here, architects. And then right when we were there, we went out on the balcony and there were 11 people that were came to see the house and they were from Guam. Guam. No way. <laughs> That must be crazy <laughs> for them living there. And they don't even, it's not even easy to find that house. It's up a winding dead end street. I don't even know how they find it. You know, have wow. you guys to, to the house? Or? We haven't been to Oregon yet. We went to uh, the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival, though. So we've been to the Forks area. I know you guys didn't shoot there, but it really was incredible to us how much the movie captured the beauty of that area. Sorry, I'm just gonna turn. Yeah. It's, not that, it's not that far away, so you know, obviously Washington and Oregon are right, just an arbitrary right line between the two. But you know, we went to Forks, um, to, and I wanted to shoot in Forks, and I actually, I think I have in that case the picture of me with the high school principal, and you know, all <laughs> we're gonna try to shoot here. But um, it's a small town, and they didn't really have the infrastructure to have a sound stage and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. Portland is beautiful though. And we, we shot like everywhere, spokes on a wheel outside of Portland, all around Portland, you know, and it's gorgeous there. Cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would like to go. We had um, Preston Johnson on our podcast and he was the second unit stunt double for uh, Rob in <gasps> the movie. Do you know Preston? <laughs> <laughs> And he was, he's a parkour guy, right? I, he, maybe. I so. He's I think he's a hockey player and um, he's very athletic. He does like yeah. fishing too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was talking about Portland and just saying he would take us around and show us everywhere where <laughs> you guys filmed the movie. Um but we wanted to talk because you know, we love the other movies too. But um I think that first movie you can really just tell it captures the beauty of that area, especially since you guys really did shoot it outside um, and on location. But if you considered directing any of the other movies, did you have any ideas in mind of what you would have wanted to incorporate into the stories? Well, um, I mean, it would have been a cool challenge, you know, because yeah. I felt like, you know, Twilight was very fresh, you know, like, Stephanie dreamed it, you know, yeah. and then she wrote it and it was like so fresh and original, you know, that we'd never seen anything like it. Like I said, we've seen vampires in all, you know, Paris or, you know, creepy places and back alleys, but we never saw vampires like that, you know, out in the woods, and so romantic and beautiful. So I think I was feeling at the time like, that I really loved the first book the best, you know, like it was just like out of the gate, like, wow, what is this, you know? And so I thought if I did do another one, I would have to have that same level of just like enthusiasm, like yeah. it's so fresh, this is so cool, you know? And, and actually, you know, I was still, we were still actually on the tour, you know, like going in Europe when they were like, okay, you have to start the next one like tomorrow. Wow. I never even got any day, so I hadn't even had any time off. And we finished it, and we started 
you know, going around and promoting and stuff. And I thought the reason I thought the first Twilight was good is because Stephanie dreamed about it and I dreamed about it too. You know, I had to dream. I had to have time to think of like the treetop sequence. You know, that's not in the book. Nothing like that. Yeah. Go through the trees. But, you know, that I had to kind of dream up an idea that would feel like that ecstatic feeling of being like free and with a vampire that could do amazing things. So I just want, I wouldn't have wanted to do any other ones unless I had that kind of inspiration, you know? Like, totally. Yeah. 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 It's hard to be creative when it's like, okay, now. <laughs> and also it was a little different because for me, people didn't think it was going to make a lot of money or anything. They didn't know it was going to be successful. So people weren't like telling me what to do. Like, you know, nitpicking everything or second guessing every decision. Like Rob and Kristen, as you guys probably know, came over to my house. They did this, the auditions in my house on my bed. And then yeah. later on, I know, because it was very personal. And yeah. later on, it would be like in a studio and, you know, yeah. more like organized and official instead of sort of DIY, like indie. Right hands-on yeah and that's what we I mean we love like Mel said we love the other movies but the first one no offense to the other ones but it does have that more like authentic creative yeah yeah, DIY feels it's not it's not not overly DIY or anything but it's creative yeah it's more intimate too it's more what intimate Right, because it was more like the book is much more like, oh, my God, how is she feeling and how is he feel? How are we feeling about each other? And I like literally had an emotional tracking chart that I kind of made like at first the first time they might brush a hand or barely touch. And then later on in this scene, maybe we get a little closer. You know, I just made sure that I knew exactly how much contact came and didn't come at each moment, you know. It was very kind of like, <sighs> you know, keep you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> That's a good idea, the emotional tracking chart. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's now, cool. Catherine, is this the house where they auditioned in? Well, you know what? It's actually literally right next door because after Twilight, I end up buying the house next door and turned this into my office. So it is like one inch away. No the, way. Yeah, yeah. We could try to go over there. <laughs> cool. I saw on Twitter yesterday, actually, we were going to ask you about this. People were tweeting at you saying, it's time to release the audition tapes. It's time. And you responded with a winky face. And now everyone's freaking out. She and did? Saying, it's happening. <laughs> Was that an announcement? Now, here's the truth. I do not know how much trouble. I might get in so much trouble if I put this out. I don't know how much trouble I'm going to get into. That's why I'm worried about it. But it's very, it's amazing. I mean, I think you guys have heard me say that Rob was so nervous and that he literally got into it so much that he fell off the bed onto the wooden floor. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So that's on video somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no. I know where it is. <laughs> um, I just think that I might get in trouble because here's the thing. You know, actors 
when they do those things, it was very personal. Yeah. And like, I didn't have hair and makeup. They weren't all fixed up. I didn't have the perfect lighting, you know, so they might say, that's not really fair. It was never meant to be shared. Yeah. It was yeah. for me to see it. And uh, so I don't want to violate any trust that I had with it, but maybe I could show it to them and see if they think it's okay. <laughs> That would be amazing. I mean, yeah, we're just being they might obsessive, but. <laughs> oh, no, it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, you know, Rob came with the black. His hair was dyed black. He had bangs. He had his eye, you know, he would, he had like crackly like stains on his shirt. Oh. Anything like Edward. And, you know, Kristen, you know, she's just in her like, gee, you know. Yeah. Totally like low key. And I'm like thinking, wow, is this going to work for the, the magic of Twilight? But then when you started seeing them, they sat at my kitchen table. They did the chemist, you know, they, the biology scene. And then, you know, they started warming up. And then you could just see it was like, oh, damn, like <laughs> fireworks were going on. And I'm like, I can just see the energy going. And then I thought in my mind, like, you know, I'm an architect or a designer of these two people <laughs> i'm like we're not gonna have that black hair rob all these different things and then the studio was like why and um, do you think that rob can look good i mean does he is he gonna be how are you gonna do this and i go have you seen his cheekbones i mean come on um, we're gonna do like a makeover you know yeah edward you know yeah. It's crazy to me that people had that reaction, like, he's not good looking enough, like, what? <laughs> the very beginning, and then actually even, you know, but some fans did get mad when, when we announced it was Rob, they were like, we saw a picture of him walking out of a pub in London, he just looks sloppy or whatever, that's not Edward. So pretty soon we did a photo shoot where you saw him, you know, everything looked good mm -hmm. and then we put it online and then people went, okay, <laughs> we like it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I told Rob, you know, you're going to right away, we need you to, you know, start working out, like training, you know, not just working out at the bar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And so he got so into it. He came up to Portland early, like I think two months in advance and just when he said, I'm going to, I'm going to really get into this character and work out and do everything. You know, he just put his, his heart into it. Yeah. Wow. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm reading Midnight Sun, especially because I know that I think Rob and Kristen have talked in separate interviews about how they had a lot of pressure in the first movie and in the later ones to act a little bit more gleeful. Um, but now that I'm reading Midnight Sun, I really don't think you could have cast better actors for that role. I mean, the way that Rob played that part with so much turmoil, it was <laughs> perfectly captures what was in Edward's mind. I think so too. I think if, if anything, it was more like, can Kristen smile a couple of times? We never thought that Rob needed to be like, vampires. <laughs> 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 That'd be creepy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I think that you know what I when I auditioned, I auditioned a whole lot of other guys that are some of them are wonderful actors. All of them are good actors. 
I see him in movies all the time. But in a weird way, a lot of them look like that cute guy in your high school or that cute yeah. guy lives down the street. And that didn't look like special, like they had lived for a hundred years or there was no yeah. mystery to them. They just like look like an awesome dude, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, who is gonna have that mystery to them that feels like they could have lived for a long time and have that depth? And that's what I think Rob brought, you know. That, mm -hmm. don't you the, yeah, definitely. His eyes just... <laughs> it doesn't look like, okay, that guy lives next door to me. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I read this story, I was 12. So <laughs> Stephanie described him as the most beautiful guy in the world. And of course, at the time, I was like, oh, Zac Efron. <laughs> and it was... I can't I mean, believe we thought that. <laughs> <laughs> no hate to Zac Efron, but I was like, it's just kind of, you know like another you know hot looking guy and then when i saw the film it i think that's another reason why it completely transfixed me because it was unlike anything i had in my experience so far at that age it was just so unique and exciting for me his peacoat yeah. oh I mean, instead of having somebody i mean rob of course had been in harry potter and did a beautiful job that had been like four or five years before so he wasn't super famous like Zach. Yeah. Whereas if you had had Zach and like somebody really famous instead of Kristen, then that you wouldn't have thought that it was Bella and Edward. You know? Exactly. But this way, you felt like this is Bella. This is Edward. You could just, you hadn't seen him in 30 movies. You hadn't seen him on Disney Channel their whole life or anything like that. You just felt like, oh, that is that person. So I was so happy that they, um, you know, Summit was supportive of casting somebody that was relatively unknown. You know, I thought that was great. That made it so much more magical to me. I agree. I think, I think it had profound effect on it. So <laughs> I'm well, glad. I went um, in Pasadena, Stephanie came and did a book reading and a book signing, like right in the very first days when I just got the job on Twilight and I came to the book signing and I saw this whole sea of people out there, all these girls and women that were just listening. And when she said, when she just read the name Edward, you know, people just like, <laughs> so I'm like, Oh my God, wait till I put a real face there. These people are going to go crazy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I, that I was a little worried, like, for whoever played the part, that they were going to get, like, mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, we were in Rome. That's the first time it really happened. Rob and Kristen and I went to the Rome Film Festival, you know, before the movie came out. I don't even think there was a trailer yet. And so we were, we were supposed to go to a book signing at this bookstore in the old part of Rome with the cobblestone streets and everything. And we were just like, okay, and we're signing the book. And then the line just kept going and going and going. And we had to go somewhere else to the film festival. So they said, you guys can't sign all the books. You're going to have to go get in the car. Nothing of the craziness had happened at this time. But I remember we tried to walk out to the car. Dun, da, 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 and then the mob came, you know. And I didn't know what to do. I thought that Kristen was going to be killed, you know. So oh I'm trying to jump in front of her. We didn't have bodyguards. Or anything. I'm like, oh my what do I do? How do I save her? 
<laughs> that's crazy yeah it well was scary. you know it was scary like you're going down those streets and people are chasing you you don't want to hurt anybody you know but man and she was only this is going to be big you know? yeah <laughs> she was only 17 or 18 years old at the time right she was 18 right yeah then. i can't imagine i know <laughs> And then, you know, she had been most, you know, in these beautiful indie films and, you know, she, you know, they're both very artistic and very special and not like, here I am kind of people. Yeah. So it was kind of hard for them, you know, and everybody, like, we were just shocked. I know? bet. I don't know if I could handle that. And I'm 25, but thinking about being a teenager, I mean, it must have taken a lot of maturity to... It does go to your, brain. All that. Go to your head. Yeah. I mean, it can mess with your head a little bit. But I mean, I think they did great with it all. You know, and they're yeah. turned out to do such interesting jobs and, you know, beautiful careers that they've had. And, you know, so it worked out okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. They've been doing great. It's it's crazy. I meant to say this early in the beginning. It's just crazy how much time's gone by. It really doesn't feel that long. But, you know, we started this podcast as kind of like a nostalgia thing. Um, Mel and I predicted a couple years ago, like, oh, we think people are going to be really nostalgic for Twilight. Like, maybe not yet, but we predict that, like, Urban Outfitters will start selling, like, <laughs> T-shirts yeah. with Twilight on it, <laughs> maybe in, like, five or ten years or something. Um, but it's crazy that, you know, Midnight Sun just came out and there's a lot of people that are like just now getting into it or getting into it again. And um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to be talking to you now when, yeah. you know, when we were in middle school, we never would have thought this would happen. So <laughs> yeah. you're, you're yeah. actually in our theme song. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> oh, I better, I better listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope you don't get mad at us or we don't get in trouble for stealing this <laughs> audio clip, but we have like a little theme song and it has you in the behind the scenes thing when you say, it's our first day of shooting, we picked the most difficult set ever. Yeah, <laughs> smoke mirrors in every direction. <laughs> because <laughs> this is gonna sound so weird but mel and i would always just quote that i don't know why like because you say welcome to twilight and we <laughs> we would always quote that to each other so we said you know because we talked about twilight for years like after you know all the fandom kind of like died down a little bit we would still talk about it so that's why we got the idea to make the show and so we said like oh if we have a theme song we should put that in it because Welcome to Twilight. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the first clip that we'd ever seen of the series too. So or of the, True. the film series. So that was our introduction to it was that uh audio. Um and of yeah. course, you know, we love the uh, the books, but that first movie I think really solidified our obsession with it. That's mm -hmm. so cool. <laughs> well, it's funny because we're doing, you know, the new show, Don't Look Deeper. Yeah. Yes. So, um, they were like, okay. I saw that they did the billboard on Times Square. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. The billboard on Times Square. I didn't see that. And the director of Twilight. I'm like, wow. 
after all this time, they still put that up there. And then, you know, we thought, well, let's see, you know, how much Twilight Love is still out there, you know. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. We both have started watching Don't Look Deeper. I think I'm on episode seven, seven or eight. Oh, okay. Um, and it's so, so good. So we want to talk about that. Um, yeah. Well, this is my first show watching on Quibi, so I've never really seen a show in this platform before of only nine-minute episodes, which is crazy to me because it doesn't feel like it's nine or ten minutes at all. There's so much packed into it. What was it like directing such a short episode and trying to fit so much into one? Well, that was so interesting because, um, you know, you do figure out how to be, like, more efficient storyteller. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. how do I layer things even visually in the frame? Like, you know, both of you guys have interesting stuff in your background that actually tells me part of the story of yourself. <laughs> and so, like, you try to do that, like, how much information can I get? Or can I have another person? Like, in my case, I could have somebody coming through that door. Or, I don't know if you can see. Well, she's not there right now, but there is another person working <laughs> You know, and how can you build in layers and like compress things and then keep the pace going and still make it feel emotional and like help you stay engaged with the character. So that was kind of wild, like on Quibi, you can, did you watch it on your phone or? On your yeah, I watched it on my phone. I put it on the TV from the phone, yeah. <laughs> Try to watch it vertically and horizontally. Yeah, that was the crazy thing to me about it, too, is it works both ways. I didn't yeah. even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you could be watching it like this, and then you say, okay, I want to get closer to Helena's face, and then you turn it like that, and then it's more like a close-up. It's yeah. almost FaceTiming with her. So that was interesting, like, because, you know, portrait is normally called a portrait because there's one person in it. But in our case, you had to be able to watch like two people talking to each other or action. So it was very challenging for a filmmaker on that level, the horizontal and the vertical and telling a compelling story that makes you want to keep, I got to watch the next episode, you know? Wow. But it was a lot of fun. And then a beautiful actress in, in oh, that yeah. too. Helena, oh, she's so good, yeah. Is that Aisha? Her. Aisha. Cool. Yeah, she's really cool. I actually noticed that, um, you know, that her bedroom had a lot of like hand drawn drawings on the wall. And I know she mentioned RISD, and I was like, okay, she's an artist. And like her ferret's name's Picasso. And yeah, even though it's only 10 minutes, I feel like I got a grasp of who this girl is. So that's so cool because you're right, and you see her sketching. And that, that, you know, the whole show is kind of about identity, you know, searching for who I am, my identity. And, and so the fact that she's drawing her own self-portraits, trying to figure out, like, who am I, you know, and drawing her face and exploring that, it all kind of ties in. And then, of course, when she discovers her identity, it's much more radical than discover yeah. <laughs> our own identity. It's usually not quite that extreme. You know? Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. It, the, even in the first episode when they're at a party and they start talking about robot things, it felt very real to me. I was like, okay, this could actually happen. Like teenagers accepting the fact that there are robot people and 
it was almost freaking me out a little bit, but it felt very real. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting that there's the two kinds of robots, the ones that are obvious robots that have, they have a line around their face and they have yeah. weird, they talk like robots. And so, yeah, you just accept them in your school. Okay. The robot can help me with my homework or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then if you cross the line and make a robot that doesn't look like a robot, that's where it gets very scary. Mm. Well, the, the whole show is about tolerance, you know, and love and, and accepting people that are not like you, <laughs> not like you at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I oh, wait, you go, Mel. Oh, I was going to say, it's kind of scary to think about putting yourself in Aisha's shoes because every single episode is kind of existing within its own reality of, okay, this is what you think is the case. Like you think this is, I, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't listened to or watched it yet, but you know, you think this is her family and this is her background. And then each episode, what you think is real turns out not to be the case. Um, yeah. Which well, is terrifying. You know, your whole existence is a lie. <laughs> growing up with a lie and you start to, I mean, we all probably have a few lies like that. Like our parents like to make it sound a little bit better than it was or whitewash a few details. We yeah. Everything about our dad or our mom, you know, but if it was this big a lie, that's where it's kind of incredible. And it's then, just like, who are you? Yeah. And Don Cheadle is so good. I think, isn't he? Yeah. Don Cheadle anyway, but it's the fact that he's, kind of like broken, kind of a damaged person, depending how far you are, you learn about that, mm -hmm. that he could accept this and love this girl. And, but he wasn't honest with her either, you know, so. <sighs> <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, I know it's nothing really like it, but some things are actually reminding me of Twilight <laughs> a little bit. Anybody that's listening, because there are things going on with the eyes that kind of, show that there's something different about a person on their eyes that reminded me of Twilight. Um, and even some of the scenery, it was really pretty. Like when she's running down the street, then there's these mountains and stuff. And I was like, oh. And the fact that it's a teenage girl, you know, yeah. trying to figure out what should I do with my life? What do I do? In, life? in a way, Bella's trying to figure out her identity too through the whole series. Like, who am I? And she turns out to have so much power and be so unique, you know, True. And why, why is she special that he can't read her thoughts, you know, and he can read everybody else's thoughts because she has that mystery inside her too. You know? So there's True. kind of a few neat little parallels. Yeah. <laughs> Supernatural young adult <laughs> growing up. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, that's something I appreciate a lot about your work because also 13 as well it's about teenagers i feel like a lot of times it's easy to kind of dismiss their experiences or trivialize them looking back as like oh you know you're young you don't really know what's going on but i feel like all your movies that have involved teenagers or uh tv shows too take them so seriously and i feel like that helps us, even if it's a fantasy or a sci-fi, feel like the story is real, even if it's, you know, out of our own reality. That's a great point. Um, you know, 13 was very grounded. I mean, that was 
Nikki's life, you know, at the time. Yeah. You know, we, I was over there at her house all the time. She and her friends were over at my house, this house next door. <laughs> and, you know, just the fact that you're in this world and you just feel like you're living with her. You know, um, I feel like, you know, in 13, I wanted you to just feel like you're in that house. You know, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? <laughs> and then yeah. Lord of Dogtown was teenagers, mostly guys in it. But you know, you, I wanted you to feel like you're skating around with those guys, you know, having a crazy summer like that. And with Bella, of course, you want to feel like you came to this town. What's going on? You know, why is everybody talking to me at the table? <laughs> Asking questions, don't look at me. And why is that guy looking at me? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. there's so much, you know, it's so personal. It is. Uh, well, I think we have a few more questions. Hmm. We have some super random questions. <laughs> I don't even know how to bridge. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> how do we segue into? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got some random questions for you. If you guys know every line in Twilight, do, oh. you, do you know who says "Burrito, my friend"? Burrito, my friend. I want to say Mike Newton. One of the, definitely, I feel like one of the friends at the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Is it Mike? Is it Mike? Yeah. I, oh. He talks about this pyramid and these disco aliens. There were some oh, yeah. very random things I just threw in there to see if people would pick it up. And I asked Twilight fans before and they caught yep we know that <laughs> honestly even though we have this podcast and we're supposed to be experts <laughs> people are always telling us we're getting things wrong or <laughs> we'll say on the show like oh i don't know and then we'll get an email from somebody and they correct us so yeah we know a lot but good job mel i i wasn't sure <laughs> freedom my well, friend that's another thing we love about the first movie that the other movies unfortunately don't have is there's so many random lines, which I think yes. do make it feel so real. And so one of them is uh, kids love those little bottles. And we've always wondered what that means. <laughs> okay. That was meant to be like when you're on an airplane, they give you a little bottle of whiskey or gin or whatever. And so this guy is just totally inappropriate. Like, Kids love those little bottles. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Like, totally inappropriate. <laughs> I love uh, that. I love that. Yeah, it makes it feel so real. Like, it's just, you don't have to know the context of every little thing that is said, but that's how real life is when yeah. you're anywhere. I love that you, that you asked me about that line. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, then there's another line uh, when Bella says padding on the swim team and one of the girls, she's like, Kirk, right? I know, there's yeah, no yeah. way. It's way so too skinny. skinny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they don't explain that and we don't know who they're talking about, but it makes it feel so realistic. <laughs> and like Anna Kendrick is, as we know now, she's hysterical and she can just ad-lib every crazy thing. So it was like, you know, Kirk pads himself, <laughs> whatever, you know. But isn't Anna fun in the, in the movie? She's so cool, I think. Yes. Like so when she, I saw it the other day and she, she 
she's out on the volleyball court and she puts her hands like this, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that character is written not to be that likable, but she actually makes her kind of a likable character, even though she says sort of snide things. Just the way she does it is so charming, so. Yeah, I, I had seen, um, I had been at Sundance and I saw a movie that she did um, and I thought she was fantastic in it. And I'm like, I have got to get her into Twilight. So that was pretty cool. You know, she did like a little neat little indie movie. And then of course she's just exploded into a superstar, you know. I'm yeah, glad you did. She's amazing in that role. And Mike, Michael Welch too, is one of our favorites. We know a lot of people don't like Mike Newton, the character, but we <laughs> absolutely adore him. He's amazing. We're, of course, we're Team Edward, but we're borderline Team Mike as well. <laughs> amazing. Surprised <laughs> to ask her to the prom. Oh, I know. Oh. I I think a lot of people love the way you guys had him be out of focus yeah. <laughs> while he's asking her to prom because she doesn't she doesn't even notice him. She's just totally focused. Yeah. On him, yeah. He's dancing in the window behind Charlie. Mm -hmm. In the diner. Oh, yeah, when he's like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had a random question. Um, if... I don't even know if you would have wanted this, but if you wanted to have killed off any characters, <laughs> who would it have been? <laughs> God, that's brutal. <laughs> I know. Well, of course, the guy, the bad guys that were like attacking Bella. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe Rob could have run him over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been crazy. That would have been pretty weird. That been weird. <laughs> we didn't really think about that. We could have just had, we could have hit them. They could all have gone full. <laughs> That would have been really scary. That would have been super scary. Yeah, he whoa. <laughs> and just like blew them out of the parking lot. But also that's why Ella knows he's a vampire. What? Like, what is wrong with this? That's because that's before Bella knows the vampire. Yeah, and she would have known that it was really young with Scott, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that would have been pretty brutal. But I think he's a little more sensitive than that. Yeah, yeah. that's Maybe true. He taught them a lesson, and then they could grow as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually think in the first movie, I don't know if anybody else needs to be killed off. <laughs> yeah. I think when we talk about that, we more mean like, oh, like, the the last movie or something. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that because then more all the other like bad crazy vampires come in. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it ups the stakes too. Did you guys? Okay. What about the spider monkey line? That, do we like that? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that line. Another well, quirky line. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember the day before we were going to shoot that, I thought, oh, they don't have anything to say in this scene. And sometimes it's hard to just sit there and stare. I better come up with some lines. So I came up with like 12 lines and I printed them out. And I gave them to Rob and said, maybe you can pick one of these if you like one of these. And he picked the spider monkey line. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's so cool that you let him choose that. <laughs> choice. Which one do you like? And he picked the craziest one, which that, I, that was my favorite one. Too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember any of the other ones? I was right when you said that. I was thinking that would be so fun if I could find that paper, you know, or that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think they were a bit more boring than that, you know. Mm-hmm. Spider monkey. I mean, that's. Cool. <laughs> Okay, here was another line that I liked. Purple's oh, say it. Cool. Purple's cool. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We actually, okay, this might be a weird story, but we went around our neighborhood. We usually live together, uh, but we're separated right now. And we took sticky notes and put them all around the town of just random quotes from Twilight. And one of those was Purple's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> so on some ATM somewhere, there's just purple school written on a sticky note. <laughs> I somehow, I love that line, purple school. <laughs> I love it too. It was so cute, like the dad, he's trying so hard, you know, like, yeah. I hope I got the right thing, you know. <laughs> so sweet. I love, I love Billy Burke. He's awesome. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's so cool. How does it feel to have directed and created a movie that's like a classic or, you know, means so much to so many people? Is it, is it weird? Does it really hit you? Like, how does it feel? <laughs> well, like I went to the Twilight Forever, the 10 year anniversary. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot. Were you guys at that one, the 10 year? Or? No, no, we just missed you. We went to the one afterwards. Oh, okay. Well, that one was amazing because. You know, you have this line, like 800 people, they come up and they tell you their story, like how it changed their lives, or if they were dyslexic, they never could read, and how they learned how to read, to read the books after they saw the movie, or how they never had any friends, and they live in Australia, and then they met a friend in England, and they spent, saved their money and came to Forks, and like, you're just, I was just like crying half the time, you know, because people were telling me these amazing stories that, you know, how it really affected their life. So that's pretty cool. I mean, how often, I mean, obviously Stephanie started it all and Rob and Christian brought it to life and every, you know, every, a million people contributed, but it's still fun to be part of it, you know. (laughs) That's incredible. Twilight will go down as a big part of history for sure. I I keep telling like when we uh, spoke to Preston, no matter who, you know, in what capacity you worked on it, I think that Twilight will basically be remembered sort of the way the Wizard of Oz is remembered. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's historical, it's huge and it will people will watch it to look back on this time period. And a lot of people know, like, you remember what age you were, like, okay, where was I? How did, did I go to the midnight show? Or did I go, mm-hmm. to, you know, did I go three times the first weekend? <laughs> I know. I know. I feel oh, really God. lucky that we got to live through it. I just read a book about the Beatles, you know, a lot about Beatlemania and stuff. And these things don't happen all the time, you know, where people are freaking out in crowds. And I feel really lucky that we got to be part of it. Yeah, it is kind of cool. I mean, I remember people would sometimes criticize, look at all, how come all these girls are going crazy? I go, look at football games. I mean, (laughs) true. 
guys go crazy and paint their faces, all these kinds of <laughs> girls have something to go scream at too. You know? Yeah, men just like rip their shirts off out of passion. <laughs> do a thousand crazy things, you know. So I think it's so fun to have something that unites people and gets people to laugh and talk and you know, I love it that all the guys in secret, I heard a lot of boys went in and got the Edward haircut. They didn't want to admit it, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, we have a lot of listeners who are guys and they always message us and they say they're like coming out of the twilight closet now, finally, <laughs> 10 years later, that they've always loved it. But it's just sort of the societal pressure to, you know, not embrace it. Uh, mm -hmm. But. People are coming I, around. I think now it's it's cool again. You know, it's gonna like you said, or even it'll be cooler again in a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a renaissance going on, as people call it. Twilight Renaissance. It's so fun. So So we don't wanna keep you, but Catherine, thank you so much for talking to us. This made our week, our month, our whole quarantine. <laughs> So much better. And where are you guys? Uh, where'd you call from? Where are you right now? I'm in Cambridge, Mass. Right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm in Reading, Massachusetts. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Doing okay during lockdown or whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. I mean, I I go on these mountain bike rides up in the hills, you know, above Santa Monica. So that's kind of fun, you know, like you get to just be outside. And yeah. Right here. So that's really cool. But, you know, I'm ready to do something different. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Let's change it up. <laughs> I know. It'll be interesting to see the movies and the TV shows that come out of this time because I'm sure, you know, we're all at a standstill right now. Can't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys are so much fun. I thank you for doing this. This was a blast. You thank so you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Stay well. Keep it alive. Twilight. <laughs> we will. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Okay. Bye. Bye. So that was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, like we just had a couple minutes between that and now, guys. But Mel was saying like once you started talking to her, it actually did start to feel pretty normal. And that's true. Mm -hmm. yeah. I actually feel like now we could talk to Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Although I'd want to be together for it, just in case something bad happens. I mean, actually, Dude, kind of if oh. I was left alone with Kristen, oh. I would be so nervous. Well, what did you and Catherine talk about when I was gone? Oh, um, yeah, I know. That wasn't recorded, so, like, I guess we... Well, wait, didn't I start recording again? Yeah, I guess I will see later what we talked about, but... I was like, poor Mel, oh no. Oh, and I don't think that's recorded because I was the one recording it. Yeah, but then I started recording again yeah. and then you joined. Okay. Yeah. So we might have gotten most of it, but she was showing us her Twilight stuff, which is so cool that she had that. There's a lot of things that I wanted to say that I didn't get to say, but 
mm-hmm. such is life. But I wanted to say, I, I started to, and then I didn't really say it, that it was just really cool to see that she had all that stuff because sometimes, I don't know, like we geek out over Twilight and it means so much to us and we're crazy about it, blah, blah, blah. You guys know that. But sometimes I worry that the people that made it are maybe like, they don't care that much or, you know what I mean? I mean, we always thought Catherine cared a ton because she yeah. seems so passionate about it, but I didn't like, know. I didn't yeah. know it still meant so much to her. So it was so cool to see. Yeah. It was so heartwarming. She had so many things. And she was talking about how, well, I guess you guys just listen to it, but like where <laughs> she was recording from, it's kind of like her office, which was her previous. No, it was the house next door to her real house. Yeah. Um, so the house that, she still lives in is the one that Rob and Kristen auditioned in. Like all That's these stories. Sick. That heard. I know. I want to have a house just for my creativity, my I art. <laughs> That's a goal. She was so, just so incredibly thoughtful. And when she was talking about the environment and all these things that she snuck in there, it was like everything she did was with intention, which yeah. I really appreciate. And, the way she was talking about how, um, you know, the studio was like, okay, you got to do the next one, the next one. And that's just not her style of like, yeah. you wouldn't have been able to just bust out a story just for the sake of, you know, making money for the studio heads. Like she totally. did something that was beautiful and so thought out and so intimate and delicate that and I think that's kind of why like Rob it. and Kristen definitely like that movie the most as well. And that's kind of the movies that they've been attracted to since, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm like in a dizzy. <laughs> I wanted to say there, I, do you do this, Mel? I think a lot of people do. I always like have conversations in my head. Yeah, me too. And I imagined telling her that to me, Twilight was like, just as cool and you know respected as something like call me call me by your name or I don't know internal sunshine of the spotless mind like a lot of indie movies that people you know really respect I think Twilight is on the same level as those kind of movies where they're just like so creative and but people don't really see that because it got turned into like a franchise and it was a book series and you know, I feel like people don't think about Twilight that way. No, I agree. But they did, I think, originally. Yeah, I think so. Like, I remember being in CCD class and all these, I mean, they're just middle school boys, but all these <laughs> boys came in and were like, oh my gosh, I just saw the best movie. It's called Twilight. Yeah. Watching the same movie. And I feel like it was 100% because of the way it was marketed. They weren't the target audience anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I went one of the, you know, first times I saw it in theaters. Not the first time, but maybe like the second time or the third time or something. I went with Jimmy and Tyler, my friends back then, and they really liked it. So, yeah. I know. Uh, I can't believe that just happened. Oh my god, I'm sweating. I'm literally. <laughs> We're both like this. This should be like the picture. <laughs> I'm drenched in sweat. I can't believe the power went out. So guys, what happened? So I just went outside to be to my dad because I'm at my parents' house. To be like, what happened? And um, 
he said that the like the Verizon guys were outside and uh, just were like doing stuff like at that exact Man. moment. Yeah. So poor Mel. It was not that long. No, but so I felt bad. Minute because, at top. You know, I wanted to be so like engaged and to just really take it all in. But when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to join it on my phone. Yeah. And once I like got the power back, I'm like, okay, I'm going to join it on my computer. And <laughs> I was so flustered of trying to troubleshoot the like now Wi-Fi problems I was having and the connection that I was not paying attention to anything you guys were talking about. So <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I had all these things I wanted to say, but I'm like, I think Kelly just said the like same thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was mostly I was mostly just like remarking on her stuff. Um yeah, I want. I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't even know what was saved or what wasn't. Did you hear me say, I was like, oh, we actually have that collage um, from Natalie Davies. She had the... Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Same thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a blur to me, too, so I don't know. I think, I think when you joined in, maybe I was talking about, like... Wasn't I already talking about, oh that first movie. I don't know. I feel like I had moved on to something, but <laughs> I can't even remember, Mel. I don't know. It was a blur. Because you're just so excited. But man, I didn't expect to see her house. I mean, I don't know what oh. I expected. I just kind of thought it'd be like a blank wall behind her or yeah. something. So I can't believe that. It's so cool that she has like memorabilia from all her movies. I'm you know, so happy thing. that I got the burrito, my friend, quote. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> she's so cute. She just, she, <laughs> she got into that. She's like, I thought of another quote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really cute. Oh. <laughs> um, I hope you guys like this episode. We know that it's like not, you know, uh, well, of course you'll like it. It's Catherine Hardwick, but yeah, uh, you know, Midnight Sun's coming out, and uh, it's not like on the same schedule that we usually follow, but it's such a special occasion. So, mm -hmm. yeah, guys, uh, I don't know if you're gonna keep any of this, Kelly, in the outro, but mm -hmm. thanks for listening. Wait, are you uh, ending it already? Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know what more there is to say. I just can't believe that happened, and I don't. It makes me feel. I don't know. Just thank you guys, and I feel really grateful. I mean, if we didn't have this podcast, like this would never have happened, and I felt really, really nervous for it. I don't know. I've just been in like a funk lately, and I I told Mel earlier today. I was like, I don't even want to do it. Yeah. I didn't because I felt just so overwhelmed and like stressed and just not in the right mindset for it. But once it started, this is how it always with, is with me. It was fine. And <laughs> now I feel like, I don't know if we could do it. Anyone could do something that you're scared to do and capable yeah. of you could do anything, Mel. No, I was the same way. Because even though we have a podcast, we're like very, I mean, it doesn't take much. 
we're pretty shy people. And so mm-hmm. this whole time I've been like orchestrating conversations in my head of what we were going to talk about and exactly what we we're going to say. I seriously was rehearsing how I was going to say hello. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I kept trying to think of like just the fact that we logged on and like did it. It was enough, you know, like no matter what happened, if something went terribly wrong, like our power goes out, <laughs> fine, because we tried. And um, yeah, Mel kept saying that, like, we just log on. Even if it's like one second, that's enough yeah. to be proud of. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, as Kelly was saying, um, it's all because of you guys, because, you know, she wouldn't have found out about us if people didn't listen to us and yeah so thank you for giving us this chance and we hope that we asked good questions that you guys wanted to know the answers it really it was just going by and like i i thought we were gonna more like one by one like look at our document and ask questions but it didn't really go that way so i'm sorry if we didn't ask questions that you guys wanted us to ask but yeah, I wanted to ask her if she thought it was weird, <laughs> that we have a but it just didn't really happen. Yeah. I don't think she would think it's weird. I mean, as she said, she people come up to her all the time and tell her how much the movies meant to her. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was flowing pretty well. It was almost like hard to interrupt and be like, okay, I have a question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is she good. Was, she was so excited about everything. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Oh my god! I can't believe we talked to Catherine Hardwick. Oh my god. I feel so flustered right now. I feel like I can't even form. <laughs> I mean, this week has been just like insane because Midnight Sun also came out. And I know. It's crazy. So it's- I, I feel I haven't even taken a picture of Midnight Sun yet. Like, I just feel... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm slipping. <laughs> well, I don't know, because we had like uh most of the East Coast had some pretty crazy weather yesterday and I was stressed this is just a dumb story, but I was kinda stressed out because I had originally planned to like go get midnight sun during the day or something, but I had meetings and I was like, Okay, I'll go right after work. But then it was like pouring rain and it's like insanely- a storm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um like oh my god when am I gonna get it and then around like seven the weather was, it was still windy but it was okay so I ventured out I had to walk but I went to Target um that's where I got it and it was okay but yeah I wasn't really able to even read that much because got home and had dinner at like eight and then I was watching the Quibi show don't look deeper and then I was talking to Mel and then I only read like a chapter and a half or something. So yeah. I'm disappointed with myself. I wasn't able to read much either. Not because I didn't have time, but just because I was so overwhelmed. Like, I honestly, I'm telling you, I was kind of forgetting about Midnight Sun because of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Catherine. Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I was forgetting about it too. I was like, I can't even really go there. It, it's, <laughs> it's like kind of a shame, but I mean, this is really... Cool. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd say it's cooler, but like, you can't really compare. But I mean, this is Catherine Hardwick, so yeah. yeah I also forgot about it. <laughs> I was joking to my 
coworker today who's like one of my really good friends. And I was like, I think I just might pull a Harry Clearwater. <laughs> and have a heart I... attack. And have a <laughs> <laughs> Literally died. What? Does your coworker get that joke? Yeah. She said it was tasteless. Oh, was it Tess? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I pictured that it was like a guy. No. I was like, does he get that? No, it's my friend Tess. And then I said, maybe I should tell that joke on the show. And she said, oh, so you pre-plan your jokes. I thought it was all organic. They are. It is organic. It is organic. But this one was pre-planned. So shout out Tess. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's been a few times we've been talking in real life and one of us will be like, say that on the say, show. Say it on the show, yeah. But usually it's actually, as you guys can imagine, it's hard to recreate something like mm -hmm. that. Like, <laughs> So, no. Yeah, we usually don't. We usually forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to remember everything to say yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Like, I wanted to say on our mini episode the other day how we finally got a 1,000 signatures on our Lionsgate yeah. petition to get Lionsgate to release uncut footage. I actually did want to bring that up to Catherine and just say how revolutionary that would be uh, in film for a studio to just release <laughs> totally uncut footage. Yeah. Uh, just, like hours and hours and i honestly <laughs> think it is a possibility now in the age of covid because they're desperate you know they're losing so much money so true sponsors are not they need to do it yeah and i think i it. honestly think that they've seen the petition and they're considering it everyone that signed thank you so much mm -hmm. it's on our if you haven't signed it yet if you go to our instagram we have that link that has all the links in it and it's in it there. Yeah. A thousand people. Wow. A thousand. A thousand people. I remember when we were at like 20. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even then I was like, wow, I can't believe 20 people agree with us. <laughs> a thousand people want to see dirty yeah. light scenes. The comments were really cute. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that she even kind of I mean she's like I couldn't release it but I would have to ask them or something like that was cool the way she she would if they said yes yeah seems. I wonder if that means she will ask them I don't know I think that they would say no and I understand <laughs> why yeah. I understand why you wouldn't release it because I feel like that also sets the precedent of like some people might be like, well, I don't want to audition for something if people will see my audition. Like it but I've often seen auditions before, haven't you? Yeah, I have too. They so must like what's up with that? They must be really proud of their audition. Yeah. I know I've seen like on YouTube they have the auditions for like everybody on Game of Thrones basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why is that out there? And I mean, this definitely sounded like a special circumstance. I mean, they were in her house. Mm -hmm. Sounds like they were kissing, right? Yeah. Um. So I guess that's kind of weird, but it's also I feel like very personal to them because they went on to date too. So I mean, yeah. they're broken up now, so maybe they don't care. But I feel like the first time you met somebody, 
I don't know. And then like, if they became a huge part of your life, you wouldn't really want the whole world to like have such a private moment. Yeah. Like, freak out about, especially if that's something you hold like so near and dear to your heart. I guess so. I guess that so. makes sense. Yeah. I guess I just, I wouldn't think of an audition as being that private, especially since, I mean, they were taping it and I guess it's supposed to be just for Catherine and maybe like the other, I don't know, producers or whatever, but I still wouldn't think of that as like super private, but I don't know. I totally get why they wouldn't want to, but I also think there would only be good. It's not like anyone's going to be like canceling them over this. I think people would love it. So I I think if they released it, it should be like make people pay for it. Like don't release it for free for like people to like make a meme out of it or whatever who don't really want to see it. Like make the people who really care about them Mm. pay for it and they will. I, I will pay. I'm saying this right now. I'll pay $75 to rent it one time. I don't even need to pay. (laughs) (laughs) They probably won't. And yeah, now that you say that, I'm picturing people taking pictures of it and then pictures Mm -hmm. of that being online. They probably wouldn't want that. So yeah, but they should release like the uncut footage because that's like less personal. And also, yeah, they should could have been in the movie anyway. I didn't know that they did the biology scene at her table. Did you know that? Yeah, I think I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought they did just... The bed? The bed thing, yeah. Cool. I think so cool. This... What is going on this week? Oh Why my gosh. is it so crazy? Did you know that right now, actually... Okay, I you know, I'm not into astrology... I'm into Myers-Briggs. Um, <laughs> but Madison told me this, my friend. Apparently right now is something called Lionsgate where – That's crazy. Wait, I'm actually going to look up the definition because I don't want to get – I don't want to mess it up. Lionsgate 2020. Lionsgate portal activation. Every year, on and around the eighth day of the eighth month of the year, there's a cosmic alignment called the Lion's Gateway. The Lion's Gate is a time of increased cosmic energy flowing between the physical and spiritual realms. Um, It's just, I don't really know what's supposed to happen during this time. Um... Uh, accelerated ascension, change and transformation. I don't know, <laughs> but it's supposed to be like around this time of the month. Like, I don't know, Pe- people are into it, I guess. But I was like, wow, I feel like a lot is happening right now this week. Yeah. It's probably just a major coincidence, but for me at least, this week has been crazy. So, me too. And for Madison too. So weird. Anybody else? I mean, all of us have Midnight Sun, so we can all say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're recording this episode the day after Midnight Sun came out, but it'll be released yeah. two weeks later. Later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, because we got to talk about Midnight Sun. When are we going to do that, Mom? 
Saturday. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Saturday I think we could morning. Like, yeah, Saturday morning. I was gonna yeah. say that, like during okay. the day. Yeah. Wow. wow. I can't believe this. I can't either. I feel like I like speechless. I just can't even like express myself. <laughs> but we were also saying like, okay, we have to act cool because we're like representing Twilight fans right now. And if we just completely like geek out and start crying, then like anyone <laughs> else who sees this is going to be like really embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, I just acted, I think we kind of geeked out, but I think we both just acted naturally. Yeah. Act naturally. It comes naturally. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that happened. We look just hung out at Catherine Harvick's house, basically. Basically, basically. <laughs> when we tell other people this, like we yeah. just like exaggerate the story. She showed us her stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that was the episode. That was the episode. I hope it's a good one. I feel Insane. like honestly, I feel so scattered. So, Mel. It's totally fine. Okay. These things happen. Yeah. I love you, Kyle. This is the first time I've seen oh. you in so long. I you know. Your face. Oh, I, I know. You. It's so nice to see you. By the time this airs, oh, I'll be going to the Cape. But then the week after that, we'll be together again. Wow. At last. It's a lot of time. We should watch Twilight when we get together. We should. To yeah. celebrate. Twilight. But you told her that you watch it still every week. That's not true. No, I said times in my life. Sometimes oh, times. It. Yeah. <laughs> but you said like still. <laughs> no, I said sometimes. Sometimes oh, still. Oh, okay. I did. I did the word sometimes in if I said that. <laughs> Where am I gonna get that word? I guess right now. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it sometimes. <laughs> Maybe I misheard you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I still watch it every day. <laughs> That'd be insane. Like, for 10 years. <laughs> 12 years. You watch it every day. <laughs> I'm sure some people do. That'd be way too much. I feel like you just get numb to it after a while yeah i agree although it's it's it is incredible that like every time i watch it i'm still like caught up in it as mm -hmm. if it's the, like not the first time but like the first <laughs> time i've seen it <laughs> as if it's the first time <laughs> jesus i can't believe that happens what the power no the thing the whole thing oh, i can't believe it either I feel like we've said that like. <laughs> I know. I said I can't believe it, and you're like, "Oh, the part went out." No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Should we wrap this up? I feel like it's gonna be way too long. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Okay. All right. Enjoy my night, sun guys. We'll talk to you 
uh, in two weeks to talk about mm-hmm. uh, part two of Midnight Sun. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. See you guys soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Mel. Bye. <laughs> you can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.